Hello and welcome to this week's episode of Entertainment Expansion. We are your hosts, Tyler Callahan and Mike Ferrante. Mike, how you doing this week? You know me, Tyler. If there's one thing I'm consistent about, it's I'm chilling. Yeah, you are pretty consistent with that, aren't you? What can I say? I, I can't remember a week where you were not chilling. Uh, I think it was the episode we did about Robert Pattinson being Batman. Uh, I mean, that's a rare. That's a, that's a good exception, though. Yeah, I mean, we'll just wait and see. But that's not what we're talking about this week, now, is no. it, Tyler? No, no, no. We we have a we have a new idea, a new format for a discussion. Usually, we just pick a movie, have a deep dive into it. But this time, we're gonna try and sell each other on a movie, and maybe you'll get something out of it as well, and we can persuade you to go see a movie. Now, because we are trying to persuade each other, we will not go too much into spoilers because it would not make sense. So if you're worried about spoilers, you're fine for this episode. Not much, if anything, will be spoiled. But I will be trying to selling, sell Mike on Godzilla King of the Monsters. And Mike will try to sell me on Men in Black International. So Mike, I'll go first. I'm all ears, Tyler. I'm all ears. All right. So if you did not know, Godzilla King of the Monsters is the sequel to Godzilla from 2014. Starring Brian Cranston. Yes, it is a sequel. Was it really starring him, though? Because he wasn't overly in the movie. Star, starring him for one hour. There we go. Now, Mike, did you like Godzilla 2014? It wasn't bad. A little underwhelming. And why was it underwhelming? It, uh, the plot really didn't engage me too well. Mm-hmm. I wasn't engaged. Like, I didn't feel that nice ring on my finger from the movie. And, and how are the fights? You like the fights? Yeah, the fights were all right. I mean, it's a Godzilla movie. That's what it should be about. But the plot, hopefully, should be good leading up to the fights. It shouldn't just be about the fights. Otherwise, it would be Freddy versus Jason all over again. That That's true. Well, I'm glad to tell you, Godzilla King of the Monsters fixes quite a few of these issues. You mean to tell me that the actors they promised starring the movie are actually in it for more than an hour? Uh, Yes, they are. And what's great is the marketing for this one is not featuring Brian Cranston. It is featuring Godzilla and the monsters, and they show up for a hefty amount of time. And boy, do they get into multiple fights. That's a bold move, Cotton. Let's see how it plays out for him. Well, it played out with some amazing action sequences that are not ruined with multiple like, oh, we're going to pan away, cut the black and focus on another character. Yeah, they'll cut away and focus on characters at the battle, but you still you're still seeing the fight. And boy, if you thought the atomic breath move in got the first Godzilla movie was sick, oh, these monsters got some nasty fatalities up their sleeve. Worse than terrible breath. Yes. Uh and the thing is, uh, a lot of monsters get their time to shine. It is not just Godzilla and one other. They've been advertising. You know, King Ghidorah, Mothra, they do get their time to shine for a now, fair amount. Someone who's not really big into Godzilla lore, what exactly are these monsters? Because you're saying these names and they're, they're not really clicking in my head to and, anything specific. And you know what? That's fine. I never really watched the Godzilla movies growing up, so I had no fucking clue either. But the plot was good enough to where it explained all of it. Okay. For the most part. Uh, these creatures are titans that ruled the Earth a millennia ago, along with Godzilla. And 
if you've seen Kong, if you've seen God, the first Godzilla, Monarch has been uh, trying to find them. And if they find them, capture them or study them. So, you know, this time you have some eco-terrorists trying to free them to reset the Earth. So the plot's a bit more engaging. Okay. You know, it's not just the... I don't even know what the last one was. Like, the, the father, after Cranston died, was, like, trying to get back to his family whatever. Right? And that's, like, most of the movie. But, no, yeah. this one, there is an actual, like, some of the humans want to fuck shit up and try to release the monsters in the process. And due to that, there's some good monster action. Okay. So, and I would definitely recommend watching this as soon as possible because Godzilla versus King Kong is coming out next year. Is it? Is that confirmed? As of now, they have said they're not moving to release date, so coming out next March. If there is one small issue I have with this movie, which is an issue with this one, but how much of a badass Godzilla is in this movie, they better have something set up for Godzilla vs. Kong, because otherwise Godzilla is going to kick the shit out of them. It's going to be a 10-minute movie if they don't do something. But besides that, it's a great action movie. Highly recommend. So if there was anything lacking in the film, what would you say it'd be? Whether it was plot development or human interaction or monster interaction, what would you say it was? To be fair, because you also want to sell me on the good and the negative. Okay, okay. No, no I, I will. Uh, I won't beat around the bush. Some of the human characters are not that great. Uh, mainly... Um, Millie Bobby Brown from Stranger Things. Uh, she she plays a role in the movie. Her mother uh, kind of annoyed me at times. Okay. And one or two of the uh, the good guys, they're like they're like too uppity, you know, they're too upbeat or like too sarcastic. And some of the jokes or sarcastic comments they tried to make did not land well. It was I would kind say. of the way the movie was going. Yes, yes. For the most part, the human characters are an upgrade from the first one, but there are one or two that's like. Eh. And yeah, ma- mainly the mother bugged me. Okay, fair enough. But if you can get that, pa- if you can get past that, you'd have a good time. Okay, I guess that's my cue. Yeah, I believe you have to sell me on Men in Black International. All right. So one of the biggest selling points for Men in Black International is you've got a pretty solid star-stacked cast. Mm-hmm. Say that five times fast. Now, not only do you have Liam Neeson, who is a legend when it comes to movies, whether it is for comedy reasons that he's just basically a spoof of himself at this point, or you just particularly like his acting roles, you also have the dynamic duo, Chris Hemsworth and I believe it's Tessa Thompson. Yes, I believe so. Now, they proved that they had good chemistry in Thor Ragnarok, and the chemistry continues in this movie he plays a senior agent and she plays a new recruit rookie on probation and she cons her way into working with him and everything goes off from there now without telling too many spoilers senior agent chris hemsworth is a war hero so he is the james bond of the men in black but throughout the film they consider they keep saying how he changed. Now I'm not gonna tell you how he changed, but they keep saying he changed. Which you can tell by his ego, his lackadaisicalness, he's very egotistical. And you see how Tessa Thompson works with him to get him back to his former glory. 
alongside you say a whole bunch of new aliens a few new because all the men in black movies are famous for having their celebrity alien cameos people that you never thought were aliens and hey they're on the men in black tvs yes that continues this movie is a direct spinoff of men in black 3 which means o is the director of men in black in america okay so there is some continuation yes 100 percent continuation you do not see or hear about agent j or k okay which is either good or bad depending on how you look at it you take the good it's like all right we don't need to say their names to continue the story or have a spinoff. We don't need to bring up old things to make something new, which you can appreciate. Or you could take the name and be like, well, how are they not going to pay homage to the agents we all know and love? That's true. The action scenes are good. The comedy is on point. I mean, you got to take this movie as a sci-fi comedy. Okay. Because that's pretty much what it was. That's what the Men in Black franchise basically turned into. But, but yeah, the writing is pretty decent. I'm not going to say it's the best writing. Some things are a little lazy. But overall, the thing that makes this movie are the interactions. The interactions between the characters and the aliens. That's what really made this movie for me. A lot of people didn't like it. But when I scale it to, in the whole Men in Black universe, the other three movies that came out, it's not bad. So if I'm a fan of the franchise so far, I would have a good time watching this? Absolutely. Because for the most part, so, I do like the franchise. You know, two's kind of... Uh, yeah. Two's the weakest know. one, and trust me, it's better than two. Okay, well, that's good, because I thought one was really good, and three was decent, so, you know, I'm always up for more Men in Black. I enjoyed three. If I had to rate the franchise, it'd have to be one, three, international, then this. Which, okay. it's not good to tell the movie I'm selling you about is second to last, but when it comes to four movies... I mean, three had a lot of sentimental things that kind of resonated with me. That's why I enjoyed it so much. But this movie was an entertaining watch. It was fun. You're going to have a good time watching it. You're going to love the character interactions. The action's good. The whole, like, you also see new Men in Black technology, which is pretty cool. All right, well, definitely sounds like I will give that a watch because the reviews for it have not been kind. But the way you're selling it, I'm going to have to give it a watch and get my own opinion on it. Like I said, the reviews are looking at it as a whole as a movie. As a whole as a movie, yeah, it's really not that great because it's a sci-fi comedy. What sci-fi comedies have good reviews? Can can you name one, Tyler? Because uh, it ain't ain't like it freaks. Yeah, yeah, I can't really think of any. But when you compare it to the rest of the Men in Black franchise, I think it does the brand justice. All right, well, that's good. The one negative thing I will say about this movie is that the twist ending is not really a twist. You see it from a mile away. Okay, so don't they don't really try to hide it. I mean, I guess they do. They they do, but like they don't put a I lot mean, of effort into making you guess. Like if you can figure it out in two seconds, you're gonna be right. Pretty much. If you watched a good enough amount of movies and you're good at seeing twist endings, then yeah. Like this ain't no M. Night Shyamalan twist out of fucking left field where you're like, Alright, that just made the movie fucking awful. It's like, alright, I saw this twist coming. Kind of like the twist in us. If you paid attention to the movie, you see the twist. Yeah. Okay. That makes sense. Oh, that, that sounds pretty good. Um, just before we wrap up, going back to Godzilla, have I convinced you to give Godzilla a watch? Or are you going to pass? I mean, I'll check it out. I don't think I'll go to theaters to watch it. But, you know, if it uh, comes out on Blu-ray, I might pick it up, check it out. There's a nice steel book for it. Or maybe give it a rent, watch it first. I'll definitely watch it. Well, that's why I already said they're getting the Steelbook for it, but so we just gotta wait to see what it looks like. Yeah, so but, yeah, no, I'll be picking up the Steelbook for that. 
like if I was a Godzilla fan, I followed it throughout my childhood, stuff like that. You know, if I have a shirt of the nineteen ninety eight one, you know, Matthew Broderick. Oh yeah, no, let's let's forget about that. <laughs> the key reasons I don't like Matthew Broderick, but that's a whole nother reason. That's I mean that's a whole nother episode. We could that's really a whole talk. other episode. Yeah, that that I don't like Matthew Broderick and why he's a shitty actor. Okay. All right. All right. We'll we'll keep that in a folder somewhere in case we we need an episode idea. We'll just go to Mike hating Matthew Broderick for twenty minutes. I don't think I can carry it on for twenty minutes. I'll like you well, on. I'll I'll keep you going. All right. All right. Well, I think that's uh that's about it for the episode. Um, as always, Mike. If people got any thoughts about any of these two movies, uh, where can they let us know about it? Well, if you guys are interested, if we help persuade you to see either one of these movies or you already saw them, please feel free to let us know what you think, either at our email, entertainmentexpansion at outlook.com. Or if you don't want to be so formal about it, give us a DM or a comment under our latest post on Entertainment Expansion on our Instagram page. We look forward to hearing from you. That's right. We always do enjoy hearing from you. As always, thank you for listening. And see you next week.